0: Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Casting the Net. Today, Father Dave and Rick dive into Advent, and they talk about how during Advent, the church seeks to invite us into a time of intentional consideration of what God is doing. I love that quote. They talk about how it's very easy to lose sight of what's important and how Christmas is not a nostalgic musing. So we hope you enjoy Today's episode of Casting the Net, and we'll see you again
1: next week. Hi, I'm Father Dave Noss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends, we are back at it. Uh, Father Dave and Rick were casting the net. So glad that you are joining us for this conversation that we are having about the liveliness of faith and the impact of faith in daily living, that faith itself be a leading force of of influence in, in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, and a leading force that builds up hope, mm-hmm. uh, faith as advantage in daily living. Mm-hmm. And Rick, uh, nice, to, nice to see you. Nice to be across from you. Good to see you. Thank you. Good I was just see, thinking you- that everybody didn't tell me that today, so thank you. Say it again. <laughs>
0: Good to see you,
1: Father. <laughs> should have started my day re- recording a episode. I, think. Well, I I recall getting a pretty early
0: early, early morning text from you this morning. I, that's what I should have sent back.
1: Good to, good, to, good to see. Good to hear from you, Father. Good to hear from you. Yeah. My goodness, we are just uh, recording after Thanksgiving, mm. and I hope yours was blessed. Mine was wonderful with family this year.
0: It was. It was blessed. But I, I think if I ever see any amount of turkey again it'll be it'll be too soon
1: well i've got some c- containers of no, turkey i want to give... that,
0: you're not sending that home with me
1: tonight <laughs> here, not... I thought i was going to be a good guy you know <laughs> i think
0: i think if i walk in the door with more turkey my wife might uh, disown me I might, well, I might have to come live here at the rectory with you well
1: then there'll be no turkey for you <laughs> forget the soup it'll be turkey <laughs> we are suddenly uh, upon the season or the threshold of Advent, and maybe we should step back, Rick. Want to uh, comment first about the liturgical year? Not everyone is familiar with the Church organizing the year in mm-hmm. a particular way that's close to but different from the calendar year.
0: Yeah, just you mean like why? Why do it? Why or have even? A, what is it? Why have a? Why have a? um you know distinct seasons within a calendar yeah yeah it's it's sort of a concession to um to human weakness like to to our frailty and our our limited nature um why do you always talk about me like that (laughs) that, well jokes on you i was talking about myself (laughs) but (laughs) um ideally you know we we would we would be full go 100 percent of the time just Mm. you know Focus, 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 improve, improve, improve. Um, but human beings, we are what we are. And it, I, I don't know about you, but I, I I, struggle to stay focused on something for, you know, 10 minutes, let yeah. alone 365 days a year. Sure. Right. And so the church um, breaks up the calendar year into distinct, though related, mm. seasons mm. Um, for us to focus our efforts in different ways. Yes. All Aimed at spiritual growth and growth in conformity to Christ, yes. but um, with different emphases, you might say, um, different, um, you know, points of focus. And we're coming up on Advent where we um, where we focus on, on preparing to celebrate the incarnation, you know, the, the first mm. time Christ came around, and mm. uh, look forward to his coming
1: again. yeah. Yeah, Advent is for the church the beginning as well of the of the year. Mm-hmm. And it commences the year with the changing of the gospel reading that we'll hear throughout the whole year. So this particular year that begins on the first Sunday of Advent, we'll be moving off of Matthew's gospel, which we just finished this past liturgical year or finishing, and then we will begin with a reading of Mark's gospel. Mm. Yeah, And Advent, the, this time of preparation for Christmas. I, um, I find myself needing Advent more than ever. Mm. Uh, the commercialization yeah. and the frenetic pace that just seems to characterize this time of year. Mm. How I um, feel pressures to be at uh, lots of different events, mm-hmm. all of which are good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm um, wondering how, how am I preparing my own heart to be a crib for the Lord to come again
0: mm-hmm.
1: when there is incessant activity, when there are all these pressures, kind of performance pressures in a way, performance pressures of um, providing gifts and... Um, accomplishing just a lot of things this time of year yeah and so the church as you said a concession to our frailty and in an act of divine mercy Hmm. seeks to invite us uh, into a a time of um intentional consideration Hmm. of what god is doing yeah
0: that's well put um and I, I would I would second everything you, you just said
1: um, times four. To, yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then you throw in a dog and a bunny and a, and a, a worm farm and do they you know.
1: get gifts too at the, at the leg uh, I, of my house?
0: They do actually. Um, yeah, they do. But 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 that's just state. You know, you, you want to you have, you have small kids. You know, parents of sure. small children. We want to. Sure. We want to sure. make Christmas a special time, an enjoyable time. Yes. Um, on top of commitments those kids already have we're, we're already going to karate and guitar and you know just all over the place basketball yes. um it's yes. very easy to lose sight of what's ultimate and what's most important yes. um, especially during this time of the year and so so advent is a is a it's an act of mercy as you said that that mm. was that was well put beautifully put
1: and the church we will see this in the church there'll be some differences that help to Remind us, accent, encourage, support us in this effort to to be more focused on preparing for the Lord's arrival. Mm. Um, more intentional with that. Mm. We'll we'll see some different colors. We'll see the symbol of the Advent wreath, in which we visually are able to watch our progression towards the goal mm. that we await, which is Christmas itself, the the, the incarnation, the nativity of our yeah. Lord.
0: Yeah. Um and something that I I always look forward to um during Advent and this year is no different is uh focusing especially on the first readings of the Advent masses. Mm. Um those readings are important for a couple distinct though related reasons. One is is that they're they're often overlooked because they're from the Old Testament. Mm. Um but you know, the Old Testament is the word of God too, every bit as much as yes. the books of the New. Yes. Um, and are, are therefore, uh, you know, it's, it's it's beneficial for us to pay attention to them because there are they're, they're lessons to be gained from them yes. when they're understood within the context of the New Testament. But with Advent in particular, I, I always find that the, the first readings of the Masses of Advent are keen, profound reminders of why we need a Savior at all, hmm. you know, which is, um, in my experience, a, a question that a lot of, Christians stumble with, you know, I, I, I feel okay. Why, why do I need, sure? What do I need saved from? Why do I need a savior? Um, but to listen to those readings, listen to, um, you know, the writers with their laments, frequently laments and sort of, you know, glorious sadness in a lot of cases, you see the, the alienation and the, uh, the estrangement that we need saved from, you know it comes home it it hits home in a very powerful way, and you you try to put yourself in the shoes of those um those old testament figures, and you realize that we're we're not all that different yeah you know we 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 still need salvation today, yeah like it's not just a thing of the past we we still do feel the estrangement and the in the in the alienation that the the writers of uh, and the figures of the old testament experience themselves,
1: yeah and principally those old testament mm-hmm. Writers about whom you're referring are the prophets. And they themselves are in the throes of great distress, yeah. um, some of whom have been exiled, uh, others of whom have had significant rejection and just simply trying to be messengers, mm-hmm. they're, right? They're, 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 they're delivering the message. Um, still others, the, the um, additional sufferings of uh, loneliness or rejection— or despondency that they're even feeling because they're they're doing what they've been called to do, but are not witnessing the fruits of it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just, I mean, just as an example, real quick, please, this is, please, this is the um, this is part of what we will hear um, the first week of Advent at, at Sunday Mass. It's from Isaiah 63
1: and 64, mm-hmm. and I sort of which um, is towards the end mm-hmm. of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Yeah, it's a long Old Testament. It's a long book, Old but, Testament but book. We're towards yeah. the end of it.
0: Yeah. Um I edited it a little bit but um he writes why do you let us wander from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not and of course fear there doesn't mean scared it means like a like a deep profound reverence or mm. or respect um return for the sake of your servants oh that you would rend the heavens and come down we have all withered like leaves and our guilt carries us away like the wind you know so some wow. some pretty poignant um imagery there that I I think we we can all relate to. We've all felt from time to time. Yeah. You know? If you don't if you don't understand the diagnosis, then the prescription isn't going to make any sense either. Right. I mean we 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 see that medically in our our own our own health. Um that's true spiritually too. You
1: You know? know I'm so grateful for the for for anchoring the conversation that way that the preparation begins as a is a s is a interior reflection, as an honest examine of of myself, of ourselves mm-hmm. that we need God. Mm-hmm. We need God. That life itself is a it's a fierce struggle. The enemy is the enemy, and the enemy is seeking to do everything that the enemy can to fracture my relationship with god and thereby fraction fraction my relationship with others mm-hmm. and this is real yeah. and in moments of spiritual sobriety i see it so clearly i yeah. see the deleterious effects and, and the injurious uh consequences of sin in mm-hmm. my own life
0: yeah yeah it, it's it's a need it doesn't go away you can um you can try to squelch it and ignore it, but it, it always comes back. I think how much money we spend trying to entertain ourselves mm. and trying to prolong life in uh, just you know sort of crazy ways. And there's yeah. there's nothing wrong in and of itself uh, with entertainment. There's nothing wrong with you know taking. Care, <laughs> it's a good thing to take care of yourself, to sure. watch out for your health in and of sure. itself. But taken to extravagant lengths, sure, um, it 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 just it's um, you know it's. Evidence or a manifestation of, of just trying to squelch deeper needs that we
1: that we have and that we feel, sure. but that we try to suppress. Sure, it's also an eclipse of God that mm-hmm. we we put ourselves at the at the center of uh, being entertained, uh, thereby being comfortable and 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 uh, um, content, or seeking to have some sort of physical um, stamina. Or, or vibrancy mm-hmm. that is the ultimate goal, and, and everything else is designed to to bring about that end. Mm-hmm. In in both of those situations, I as a human person remain very much at the center. Yeah, that's
0: right. And this is depicted in a lot of interesting ways, artistically even. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, I can think just off the top of my head of a couple of really, really good television shows from the so-called golden age of television mm. uh, you know the the early 2000s um, i've talked about breaking bad before mm. in the, the series on morality um there's another show uh, it's called mad men i'm not sure if you familiar- no another one i don't know yeah but- <laughs> i mean perhaps you've heard of it it's it's um it uh it ran for several years um it's it's over now but it's it, the premise is it's it's about um, advertising executives in new york city on madison avenue during the early 60s mm. and the lead character in particular um a guy named don draper uh, he's played by the very talented actor uh john Hamm. he is i mean by by any secular metric or by any secular standard that he should be the happiest person alive mm. good looking guy beautiful family beautiful wife has all sorts of uh extramarital affairs of beautiful women mm. um makes money. And, you know, as an ad executive, he is basically a high priest of secular, secular culture. I Mm -hmm. mean, he's telling people what to, what to think, what to buy. He's influencing their, their consumption, which in, you know, 20th, 21st century America basically makes him one of of the most important people in in the country. And yet he is, you know, throughout the series, you could see it. He is profoundly Sad. Oh. Wow. There's just a sadness there. He, unfulfilled. He, yeah, he's he's utterly unfulfilled.
1: Yeah. Agitated even interiorly, just mm-hmm. desperately trying to fill a hole.
0: Yeah. So and I don't think the writers of the show and the producers of the show intended to make
1: a distinctly or, or
0: specifically Christian point. At the end he finds a, a kind of vague. Spirituality that that he you know he he draws from from some Eastern influences so it still ends up being a pretty American thing like a pick and choose yeah make your own religion yeah, yeah. which is kind of unfortunate to see but yeah. um you could you could easily substitute that uh, with you know a robust authentic Catholicism or Christianity hmm. Hmm. and say that that's what's going to fulfill you oh. you know you, you you cannot um you know sedate or Hide from that really, you know, that existential ache that you've got, yes. Don Draper. I mean, you can't hide from it. It's going to keep rearing its head until you fill it with something authentic. Right,
1: right. Using using uh, different uh, imagery I- imagery that you and I are with with which we're familiar through a movement an apostle called Acts twenty nine um, that we've been captured by sin and the Lord comes to rescue us from having been captured or enslaved. And all of us, I mean, imagine if we take this time of year to say, okay, what are those aspects of my life um, that are um, unresolved or problematic or with which I preoccupy myself um, really elevate anxiety or worry or fear Um, really fuel a resentment or an anger, Advent becomes a time, right, to prepare ourselves for the power of the Lord to be unleashed with his coming Mm. so that I'm no longer beholden to those um, diabolical forces that do seek to beat me down and Mm. exhaust me and discourage me and ultimately defeat me, that Mm. the battle is real, that Christmas is not some sort of nostalgic musing of uh, something beautiful that happened a time long ago, but rather as this movement um, describes the incarnation, it is no less than the God of the universe dropping in to enemy-occupied territory. Mm. And to do so, not to battle Satan, right? But to save us Mm -hmm. from that which grips us and holds us captive and enslaves us. And we we know that with the impulses, that fire, and why do I do what I really don't want to do, but I do it, that I know it's not growing my generosity and my gratitude, but it's uh, it's turning me more and more in on myself. I mean, what would it be if Christmas was this liberating uh, encounter with God that something right now in my life that just has had a grip on me is broken.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a time to prepare for, I mean, just to put a Marian twist on all that. Please. Um, to prepare to answer as Mary did, you know, be it done to me according to your word. Not my word, your word. Yeah, right. You know? God's word. God's word. God's word. God's word. Right.
1: The angel is the messenger, mm-hmm. speaks the word of God, and that's Mary's response to this. As As unclear as the particulars are in that moment, to completely... Uh, entrust herself to doing nothing but be faithful to the word that God's word that has been spoken to her. Yeah.
0: And that trust can only, the trust doesn't come about through, you know, making the six figures and, mm. you know, looking beautiful and, and having relationships with beautiful women and, you know, influencing in in a you know in a pretty uh violent political sort of way yeah the the tastes and opinions of others it comes through you know humble acceptance of of the invitation yeah. from
1: god yeah N- yeah nor is the trust uh, simply um um something about which i dream or wish or think it it's a it's a resolution of heart the the trust is seen in choices i make mm. right Actions that I take Mm -hmm. demonstrate trust. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a moment of, say, a, a spiritual thought, a pious thought, but rather a commitment that I'm going to utter the Marian response, let it be done unto me according to your word, God, that I am going to commit with a deep desire for God's word. To be leading me in this special season of grace we call Advent, so that Christmas is the encounter with the incarnate One of God. Friends, I hope the talk isn't too heavy for Advent,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I hope it's motivational and encouraging. It certainly is to me as I as I uh, as I speak with you, Rick, and it makes me it makes me not it makes me desire not to squander the opportunity, that Advent is an opportunity, an opportunity for some great things to happen. And um, the opponent doesn't want those great things to happen. And yet the love of God conquers all things, right? Even the power of sin, even the power of death. We're cast in the net. Thanks for spending time with us today. Friends, he's Rick. And I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.